Do you want an easier way to golf? Do you want to break 100 like myself? Book your next tee time at one of the thousands of courses available by downloading our brand new Barstool Golf Time app, available now in the App Store. A rewards program is now available. Book rounds and submit course reviews to build rewards and get exclusive Barstool merch discounts. Download the Barstool Golf Time app now, available in app stores. The weather is getting colder and winter is officially here. From the perfect game day outfit, zillion beer shirts, to the only sweatshirt you'll want to wear this winter, zillion beer sweatshirts, the Barstool Sports Store has your winter gear covered. Anything that has zillion beers on it. Go to store.barstoolsports.com to shop now for zillion beers merch. See you later. All of Barstool Sports will be relocating to Manhattan. We want to take it to the world. But we're trying to take this site and crank it the f*** up. They've conquered the internet. What an idiot. And now Barstool takes over the Sirius XM airwaves. There they go. What's going to happen? Real, real. The Finer Things Club, the Scumbag Club. You are cute. Are you married? I'm married to the game. Unfiltered. Stop sending the dick pics. Controversial. You're a bummer. I believe we're funnier, smarter, better, prettier than everybody else who is stealing our shtick on the internet. By the common man. For the common man. It's Barstool Radio. All right, all right, good afternoon. It is, it's not Monday. It says Monday, February 18th on here. I believe it is Tuesday. I think we were off on Monday. Is that correct? Yes. It was President's Day, uh, so happy President's Day, you know, honoring our presidents, great people, very important. Uh, Dave is out. I believe they've got important pen stuff or whatever, other scout. I don't, I don't know exactly what they're doing. But anyways, he is out. We are in. Uh, it's myself and Tommy. Clem's going to join us. You got to love Clem. We got some good, very interesting things to talk about with Clem. We got NASCAR stuff to get to. However, I really would like to lead with... Um, with kind of a stunning development that uh, that took place, you know, about a half hour ago, it started to fester. It started to kind of um, make a little noise over in the corner where you folks sit. We have YP who's in here right now, but I'm not a huge chess guy, so maybe I'll have to be informed. Somebody have to explain it to me. But I believe the facts are that Frankie beat YP in chess in four moves, which is like mathematically, statistically, strategically the least amount of moves you can possibly beat somebody. Is that right? Yeah, so you know, I I got you know a good backstory as an unbiased party sitting there. So YP had beaten Frankie five straight games. Frankie, I think about like a week and a half ago, two yeah, weeks they, ago. Yeah, they decided to not play anymore. Frankie came back. They played today. Frankie, we beat didn't him. decide to not play anymore. Frankie said, "Can we please, dude? This isn't even fun. I, I no more games." Is that not true, Tommy? You were there. I, I didn't witness that, but I'll, I'll take it for your word. They played again today, and then Frankie beat him in four straight moves while YP was eating lunch. That needs to be on the record, uh, but four straight moves. So then Frankie and YP were exchanging some barbs. Uh, yeah, it was a good little back. Both of them's not mad, though. That's no, no. The most how do you, how do you lose the most in four turns? Can I make a statement? I'm asking a question. How do you, make, how do you lose in four turns? I want to make a statement because okay. it's not. this is bigger than the game, Riggs. This is about friendship. This is about brotherhood. And I just want to say right now, I've been a Frankie Brelli fan for a long time. I think he's a great guy. There's and, a huge butt and, coming and I, there. No, has to be. No, there's not. And I just want to say, amongst all the things, I, I'm a big fan of Frankie. I think this was really impressive, and I'm happy for him. And as as a as a brother, as a friend, as a teammate, way to go. Good job, Frankie. It was incredible what you did here today. And I'm stunned, as is everyone. The sporting world is stunned. Good job. You're a genius. You love, you're great at chess. You're the best chess player in the world. And I'm a fan. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. That's y- what I have to say. YP also said that at Frankie's wedding, his three accomplishments no, were beating YP in chess. 
pizza stuff and trying out John Tavares' shoes. So I take that back, I want to say. In the heat of the moment, there's some ugly things said. And I don't want to make this about Frankie trying on John Tavares' shoes because that's not what this is about. This is about him being superior intellectually and being a low-key genius. Maybe could beat Bobby Fischer. And I'm going to be the first one there in the front row cheering him on. That's all I have to so say. So what's about weird that. is that here on the radio, this this discussion back and forth, this hashing out of what occurred is quite different than what was going on in the office earlier, where it seemed to be getting pretty personal. It seemed to be uh, you were calling it gimmicks. You were really taking a lot away from Frankie's well, historic win of of four moves winning a chess game. There's always going to be in the heat of the moment in, in the post game interview. You may not have had time to look at the tape and everything. You may say something brash. In my in my immediate post game thing, I said, "Wow." I beat you five straight times. I quit chess. I literally haven't played since that day because I was like, this isn't even fun. And I was like, you know what? I, I don't really care. I'm walking back from lunch. Frankie says, hey, like, here's the thing. I get back. I'm like eating my lunch. I'm like, all right, I'll give him a game. I'm like eating. I had turkey, cauliflower, and carrots. Very healthy meal. Something that I've Sounds been trying good, to work yeah. on to slim down. Where'd be you a little, get that from? Uh, Whole Foods. No okay. free meals but or no free ads. But tried to be, you know, hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm eating my little barbecue sauce. I'm like, hey, way to go, Ben. You had a healthy meal today. Next thing you know, it's checkmate, and he stood up like you know, as if he had seen a mouse, or if he'd seen like Me an Islanders player's like Frankie pants on that. Yeah. So he's freaking out. I said, "Whoa!" He's like, "That is the most embarrassing thing ever." So I was saying things in retrospect. He's a very irritating person, and you know what? After the dust settled, what I said, mean, "Frankie, he's a very way to irritating go. person." What does that mean? He's screaming in your face. He's got that little doughboy kind of, you know, certain. Some people would say featureless face, like a wee character, and then he's like screaming in your like loud. The moon. <laughs> and I'm and I'm mid I'm mid cauliflower bite trying to better myself, and I got a little bit brash rigs, and I take it back. I'm not I'm not here to, to say mean things against Frankie. I'm proud of him. He played a great game of chess, and you know what? That's how you grow as a person. You get get beat five times, tap out, say please, uncle, no more, and then you learn a four move thing while someone's not really paying attention. You beat him, and that's how it goes. I'm proud of you, Frankie. Frankie, do you yeah, have? Am I allowed to say anything here, or is he allowed to just get all political and act like nothing just happened? It's your outside? radio show, Frankie. You'd say whatever and you, you want. You just talk for ten minutes about how you don't care, and I how don't you're eating your cauliflower. It's five minutes and twenty-seven you seconds. You got to watch. You're doing the board that thing better, that every engineer. kid in like high school that's argued with someone like it, it infuriates the other person in the debate because you're acting like you don't care. Meanwhile, you care very much. And I that's care why a lot, the debate and that's started. why I'm so proud of you. Is Stop with the proudness and all this bullshit. Tommy, you don't here, seem proud. Here's that another thing. Here's another thing. I love. I'm a big Frankie Brelli. Fan. I've been there with him through thick and thin. I love this kid, and this is a big moment. I'm happy. I'll for give him. you this one. I'll give you <laughs> I, this. I'm happy for him. I will give you this IP. It's actually not statistically the lowest amount of moves that you can win. If you're black, if you're the black uh, player on in chess, you can actually win in two moves. If the person, uh, I think, on the other side has no arms, but in four moves, <laughs> in four moves, you know, you actually had a chance to get out of it, but you didn't. Okay, so it wasn't. Hey. So we have something to strive for. Yeah, we'll we play have again, and maybe maybe you next time maybe YT will lose his arms. Yeah, don't say that, Tommy. That was ugly. Uh, no, I was not. Listen, I've been, for listen it. I mean, that's like life altering. Listen, from time to time, I found this uh, website that I'll send it. I'll send it out, out to my dad while, like, you know, when I'm at home watching TV or something. I'll play chess. Um, I'm trying to get my brain going. There's like all these apps that you can just get your brain moving because I found <laughs> that for four years now, all my brain, my brain feels like Groundhog's Day. I wake up, I do pizza reviews, I do Barca radio, I'm texting with Dave, I'm like always freaking out about stuff. I'm like, I need to actually think about things that aren't the things that I'm always thinking about. And chess has actually been a ton of fun. You learn how to play it. YP. It's like Groundhog's Day when you lost five straight games. I don't play like, chess at all. No I'm more. trying to learn how to play. I want to get good at it. I haven't played since third grade. Shenandoah Valley Elementary School. Shout out so to So YP said that one night. Shout out Rooster. Shout out to Rooster in the garage. 
Wherever he is out there, Tommy, that's a great point. Good call, Tommy. Shout so, out to Rooster. YP one night said he went back. Can you back. say shout out to Rooster, Frankie, for YP the love YP one God. night said that he went back and played all these, like, Lithuanian and Slovakian people Russians, on this app. Russians. A few he was Indians. getting his ass beat, but he said it was making him better. So I'm like, oh, this guy went home and practiced. He came in, beat me five times in a row. I was like, well, I don't know how to fucking play this game anymore. So I went back and I practiced. I played against the Lithuanians, the Slovakians, and I noticed that there's a move out there that you can checkmate someone in four moves. I'm like, why don't I play YP? today while we have 10 or 15 minutes and let me see if I can checkmate this guy or does he have like an actual brain and he won't be able and he'll just get out of it with one move. I mean, I mean so it's tough to say one move went by and I'm like oh my god it's still open times. another move went out uh, went out, and it was still open I'm like I'm two moves away from beating this guy. He moves a knight to like D38 and it was off the board and I just checkmated him in the next move right, and I ran around I, I ran Christ, around as if I won a championship because that's okay, an incredible Because that's feat. what it's like to beat me while I'm eating lunch and that's what it is. Like the whole eating lunch, I'll say this. You no, wanted I mean, to I wasn't win that paying game. attention. I'm like doing one you hand. You can't I'm texting, say that I'm after you lose an embarrassing loss. You can't say I wasn't paying attention. Was I eating lunch? What is it? <laughs> Answer what is the that? question, yes or no. What does that have to do with that? Was anything? I eating lunch, yes or no? Was he eating lunch? He yes, was, he was, he was lunch. eating right. lunch. So, that's, so I can't <laughs> say what it. What does that have to do with anything? Because what was happening Had you won, you wouldn't if, have been like, I beat you eating lunch. If Riggs shot a 105 like in in lost. We don't say shoot. What do you say? No, about that we would actually. No, oh, actually, yeah. Okay, that, okay, you did that, yeah. and it was pouring rain. You'd be like, "What were the conditions?" I was eating lunch. He was in pouring rain or something. Oh, that's the conditions. Stop. If Tiger would have like you scratched out of a tournament in two days, you would say, "Oh, Tiger, his back hurt." That's a condition. Had I your was brain lunch. been synapsing and do all this? Had shit, Tiger's back not wouldn't... been broken for those years, he might have oh, won six more Masters. I'm on this. your side. This, is, this guy. I'm saying it might have before he got the fusion. This guy's like a loose sewer. Like the drains are getting overflowed, and he just. Bring stuff your in brain your side. Oh, yeah, but now you're almost arguing that, like, your brain's broken, and that's why you lost. I it's was like eating lunch, Eating bro. lunch doesn't have anything to do with your brain power. <laughs> I was being sitting there being anything. I'm like malnourished. You ever see my body frame? I, I you can't are eat. not malnourished. Look at your lower oh, stomach, my. Frank. You got basketball <laughs> in there. This guy brings Post a pick, so if not, you have a <laughs> tummy. You are yeah, not I malnourished. I know I got a tummy. You could feed a lot of countries with that stomach. I know I got a You got a lot going on in there. And Your mouth's of- sun-litten. That's, that's the problem. You're I don't get, know, yeah. Not, <laughs> what is it? He just doesn't get any sun. Let me tell you about my body right now. Okay. Tell us about I got this guy. Fresh. I got this guy who tweets at me every day. <laughs> <laughs> His name is uh, Moon, the Moon Kid, right? Okay. And everything I do, he tweets out, uh, Frankie, your face looks like the moon. And it's a picture of me in a black and white face. He says he looks like the Moon Kid. He sells merch. He has a he has a shirt on like Shop Tea. It's like Frankie the Moon Kid. I'm sitting on a moon. It's my face as a moon. I don't know what it is. You see and DM? No, I think it's hilarious. I mean, listen. I want to say as a fan, hey Moon Kid, that uh, face didn't hurt him when he was winning in four moves. There you go, Frankie Brelli. Fans unite. How about that, Moon Kid? Moon Kid's saying that your face, because of the coloring and the shape and maybe the lack of uh, distinctive features, looks a lot like our moon, which is just a sphere that goes around in a circle around. Just a circular, um, like no definition to it. Um, It actually looks more like the moon uh, emoji, too, right? It's just like a circle with like a dumb, smiling face. Yep. That's me. And I have these two dimples, so maybe those are the craters in the moon. I don't know what this guy thinks. Listen. But he gets the number one. So I actually didn't know how deep this was like, because I don't look at like YouTube ever. I just post the pizza reviews on there. And Okay, moon boy. No, yeah, to be honest. That, that's what so, somebody says. Who well, all right. All right. So I don't, look, deep in the moon I don't look at uh, <laughs> stool scenes or lowering the bar comments on YouTube. It's a deep area of just like the internet. 
So someone came up to me the other day and they're like, "Do you know this guy, the Moon, the Moon Kid?" I'm like, "How the fuck do you know about Moon Kid? I thought it was only in my mentions." He's like, he gets the number one comment on every single stool scene. He'll just write, "Frankie has a face like the Moon," and everyone goes crazy for it. People go fucking crazy for it. I'll take that though. I don't care. Add that to my brand. I'm You're like, care. it's that guy Grizzly. That I illuminate the world at night. Frankie, that remember the blobfish grizzly guy? Yeah. They, that's yeah. what this is. This kid's pretty this kid's pretty weird though. Like I think Ellie tweeted out one day something about like makeup and he's like, Does yeah. Frankie use makeup to look like the moon? Like he gets <laughs> like, creative. It's not just like <laughs> a, a bot reply where it's yeah. like you oh. look like the moon. It's like he'll find a tweet be like, How can I somehow work in Frankie looking like the moon to this? <laughs> it's like the Dodge Ram people on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. They were like, This yeah. is the like the does it tow more than this? So it's a custom message every time. Good for yeah. this guy. It sounds like he's on to something. Whatever. We don't have to do it the whole time, but I, I I beat you in four moves. You can get better. You know, we played a game of chess. It's a mind game. It's a game of of who can beat, who can outwit, who can outsmart yep. the opponent. And now the season series is five to one. So there you go. Good oh, job. No, but I mean, that's you beat me. It was like, what's a game where you can win instantly? Like, I'm trying to think of like. Uh, chess if you win in four or moves. Or pool. <laughs> like pool. You Good won luck. in one thing and I beat you five hard fought games. Five to nothing, and then you won one thing where I like. What Do you is it, think it was a gimmick? Ball? Do you think it was a gimmick the way that he beat you? This is the most embarrassing part. Not at he all. He said I looked up. He said I looked it up, and it's oh, a so gimmick. You, so you randomly learned how to win in four moves. You're allowed. You look to, it up? You're allowed to learn how to play the game of chess. You can say like, what is? You can look True. up like, what's the best way to win a game of chess? What moves do you have to make to win right, in right. four moves, so, five moves, six moves? What What are the strategies? And they say here are the strategies. The person on the other side is either blind, incapable of thinking, okay, or okay. has no arms. And so I was like, let me or, try. Or is eating lunch. Or is or, eating lunch. Or, so I went on a combination: <laughs> eating lunch and how do you win in four moves at chess? <laughs> I think. That could be somewhere in between, Riggs. I think we could be looking at something like that. Right. Eating lunch, heavy factor. If your opponent is out to lunch, how do you beat? And I want to say too, I didn't. I'm going to be the first one to say. It. You know, when like the Patriots will have a game versus like the Chiefs, and then the week before, everyone's like, it's a trap game. They're not. There are their minds on something else. I'm like, all right, Frankie, I beat him five times. Like I'm thinking about those Indians and, and Russians and Slovakians that I'm going to play tonight. I'm like, Frankie's the tune-up. I didn't know that he had this new. Fa- it, it was kind of like. He had been lying in wait for me for a week and a half, two weeks, studying, waiting in the grass. And I was like, oh, here's Frankie. I'm going to chop him off again. He was under my ass already, and he bit me right in the dick. And that's what happened. Frank, you should have been like, I, I'll bet you $500 this game. He, people would have taken I never in a million years would think that he would fall for that. You have to, like, anyone that plays chess right, understands listen, like, it's two impossible weeks off, to lose this way. Right. If you impossible. knew I was it's eating like, lunch, You have to literally not know how bet. the game works. He, to you have to see the way. two moves he made were on the right side of the board, and he just moved them to just nonsense yeah. areas you, of the... No, I was you trying have to, to get actually, the king in the corner. You know when you do a little flip you thing? You have to actually think corner? that you're playing checkers in order to lose that bad in checkers. There are nine to ten moves he could have made to eliminate you losing in four but, moves. But here's the thing. I was trying to do... The only thing that I know, because when I was playing against the Slovakians, I'd see him do this thing every time. They'd move out the bishop in the horse, and then they'd flip the king to the corner... The castle would come inside, and you got, like, a little barricade. And I was like, I'm going to barricade this king in. That's all. In. And that's when I beat him five straight times. I did that every game. I was still on, on autopilot. By the time I even knew it, I didn't even know what happened. I lost. I was like, damn, way to go, Frankie. I'm, I'm a fan, and I can tip my cap. All right. And, and you know what? If you had known that I was going to be eating lunch, would you have made that bet? I don't know, man. I just I'm just saying, Tommy, we, don't need that... to get, we don't need to get into the whole what would I would have done if you weren't eating cauliflower from Whole Foods. <laughs> Let's just move on. I beat you. Thank you for th- thanks. Okay. Well, while we've got you here, YP. Yes, uh, sir. Pond hockey, Barstool pond hockey tournament this weekend, Saturday, the first one. Uh, Barstool team 
I'm curious uh, how we feel about our actual team. So we have a very interesting roster that we have, what, three or four guys that played legitimate college hockey, and then we have, like, two or three guys who can, I don't know, barely played skate. high school. No, Grinelli played high school. But who – so who's the so – I, I was missing one name. Okay, we have Rudy, you, myself, Fights, Grinnell, Chief. Oh, yeah, fucking Chief and Jordy. I forgot about that, too. Jordy. It's not as bad as we thought. Who am I missing? What names am I missing? Did I get all of them? Was that seven? That's seven. You just that was seven. seven. We have eight. We have really? Don't we have eight, or do we just have seven? This is going to be awkward. Man, tough scene eight. for this eighth. Totally. That's like... what I was doing in my head earlier, and I was like, wait, somebody's going to be rattled if I don't know their name, and it could be an obvious. Who uh, was there the other day? And that was all who was there the other day. Well, I don't know because I wasn't there when we actually picked the team. Oh, Clem's asking if he wants to come on in, Clem. Come on in. No, but man. I mean, and I, th- I thought it was like Dana's going to play or something. I'm not sure. Regardless, 12 and 10, but yeah. uh, people can follow along. It's going to be fun. We're at Lake Winnipesaukee up in New Hampshire, and then the following one is Lake, what's it called, up in near? Muskoka. To- Muskoka. I can't go to that one. I have a wedding, but I will be at this one this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a time, and people are asking, no, it's not like sold out. Like you can, Anybody can come hang out. 100%. You come out. You can drink. Uh, there's a cash bar. You get a ticket to get into like the whole hangout area. I think it's like twenty bucks. It gets and you two drink tickets. Riggs, I'll say this from the meetings we've had. Supposedly, biz is like it's a biz nasty like brainchild of this hangout area. And I've heard there's going to be all sorts of like circus like activities uh, from biz's brain that have to do with like hockey and drinking and all that. It seems like it's going to be a fantasy land as far as coming to hang out. That's from. All the meetings I've been in, that's what it sounds like. I'm I imagining, would, like, the party that they throw in Wolf of Wall Street when they're, that, they're like, I sitting mean, down with the meeting. You give Biz, like, a, a budget like that, it's like, yikes. It could be anything. He's, it's going to be a complete gong show, and I think it's going to be very fun. I would encourage coming out. Weather looks nice. I think, like, the high on Saturday is going to be 38, and it's supposed to be uh, mostly sun, which I think if you're doing a pond hockey tournament, that's the best you can ask for. So anybody uh, in the area, if you want to travel to the area – Biz is kind of running the show in terms of the bells and the whistles and the circus act, where it's going to be a bunch. Of, I think there's eight different rinks, uh, different activations going on from Pink Whitney to Dunkin' Donuts and Bud Light. So a lot of fun shit happening. Barstool Pond Hockey kicks off on Saturday. Clem has joined us. We're going to step away for a few minutes. When we come back, we've got some interesting things to discuss with our good friend Clem. Say hi real quick, Clem. Hey, guys. How are you? And I'll tell you, Ooh. after the Barstool Classic, the golf, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what this hockey tournament thing. It was the most well-run thing I think Barstool's ever done with the golf, which is coming back, obviously. And then we get the pond hockey, and then people are going to be drinking their faces off. Zillion beers, zillion vodkas, whatever it may be. It's gonna, oh, the other factor is that we, our team bus is leaving at 8.30 a.m. on Friday. We're driving up. I think we're going, stopping by Boston and picking up Biz and RA on the bus. No way. I did not know that. Going to Lake Winnipesaukee from there, arriving around like two or three o'clock or whatever. So we are <laughs> going to be a zillion beers deep by the time we get to that point. Are we playing Friday night? Do we have like an alumni game? There's just a, uh, from what I understand, there's just a nice party, I think six to nine, very nice p.m. Nice. Uh, at the hotel, which is right next to all the rinks and all that, uh, Lake Winnipesaukee, Friday night. I think that'll go till I think it's till nine. Then they open up to like all the public, and then till you know whenever we whenever we die at eleven or, or twelve, pop up. I think like seven forty five or so is uh, opening ceremonies. I think there'll be a national anthem. Hockey starts at eight. I think the actual bar and like the party area opens at nine, and it goes pretty much all day until the sun sets. So it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Wow. Yeah, uh, it'll be a little bit of a shit show, I think. I- I would assume a very large one, Rigsy. Yeah, me too. Uh, all right, eight three three eight five seven eight six six five. We'll take some calls later in the show as well. We'll be back with Clem, uh, with Tommy, myself, YP's on. We're having a good time. Stick with us. We'll be back in a few minutes. Yeah. 
All right, all right. Good afternoon. It's Wednesday, February 19th. Welcome back to Barstool Radio. We've got Tommy, Smitty, Vibs, and myself. Gentlemen, good evening, good afternoon. How are you? How is everyone? Good. I don't think it's okay. evening yet. I think we're still afternoon. Late, evening, yeah, late afternoon. Start at 5. You think right when our show ends, it's evening? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so we're going to take you from late afternoon right into the evening. Yep. We used to do that for two hours. Now we do it uh, for one hour. Um, I have an announcement to make. I'm in an unwinnable war with the Chelsea Piers Tuesday night men's league ice hockey referees. I've heard about some rumblings hmm. going on in the office that something happened. Well, let me tell you about it. It's um, so yeah, I've been playing in this league for a couple of years now, and we play Tuesday nights. Uh, we are the bait shop. That's our team. We won one year a couple of years ago. Atlantis Bahamas promised that we would go on a trip. We ended up not going on that trip. They made actually a phenomenal video of uh, this local on the beach, and you invited us down. But that's what we got for winning our championship. Never went, but we did win a championship. Anyways, every Tuesday night we play, of course, in this league. And we've reached a point where the refs hate me and I hate them. And there's very little to nothing that I, the little man, the player, the, the, the players drive the league, nothing that we can do because the ref has legitimately all of the power. So the ref just hates you, just singles you out. Me and one other guy on my team. And what happened is it's now it's 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 sort of built upon itself and escalated to a point where again, it is such an unwinnable situation that I'm completely helpless. And what what would happen was, you know, we play we we play and people would hack me, slash me, no call, and that's fine. If you don't call it, that's fine. Let it go, cool. But then when I get very upset is when they hack me or my teammates, no call. And then they call a fucking dinky little, like, roughing or something like that. That's completely pointless. Same exact play on the other side when they call it the other side. If you're not going to call anything, you're going to put the whistle away. You're going to let the boys play fine. Call it even hey, on both sides. both ways, Thank Blue. you. Thank you, Vibs. However, what would happen was this wouldn't go both ways. And so when uh, you were out there, you're battling blood, sweat, and tears. You Uber $20 each way. You're in these fucking fights against the other team. You play against, like, Deutsche Bank, these other teams. You start to build up fucking hate against the other teams fucking you're all pissed off in <laughs> these the games and then that you get screwed by the ref the one thing you just can't control is getting screwed by the ref so i would occasionally let them hear it when you? i believed that we were that getting screwed like that doesn't sound like by the ref. <laughs> now what would happen was then the next week uh they would very clearly input their bias upon the game because maybe they got yelled at justifiably so the week before by myself or maybe one of my teammates to now they almost do it just to troll. And what sucks is that you legitimately cannot fight back. There's nothing that you can do to a point where last night the ref actually said to me, shut your fucking mouth, you little bitch. And then I said, what the fuck did you say to me? And then he said, I told you to shut up. And at that point, I looked right at him. I kind of love it. Yeah. And I yeah. realized that if I were to then escalate this situation, yell back at him, he'll just blow his whistle and be like, two minutes on sportsmanlike misconduct. And there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, you could just, like, fight him and just, like, be like, I'm just out of this league. Yeah. You got like, you, you, There's nothing you can do. Like he has all of the power. These guys are on such like, a power just, trip. It's just a yes, he does. Like, Nobody has all the power. You could just decide this isn't worth it and just, like, kick his ass. 
No, you can't. You can't go. That's assault, brother. You can't just go like beating people up. The adult, the adult move would be for you before the game is to be emasculated a little bit. Now that you are conceding a loss, go up to him and be like, "Hey, I know we've had a rough patch the last couple of weeks. I apologize for everything. Let's have a good game. Try to show at a little bit of an olive branch." Smith, I've tried that. I tried when we have good nights, going up to them and shaking them. For example, I play on Thursday nights as well. Great rapport, great relationship with the Thursday night refs. I go shake their hands after every game. Thanks, guys. We laugh in between whistles. We have a great relationship. The Tuesday night guys and I hate each other. And there's just, really, it seems like the, the gap is so wide now that we're never going second. to no, be able to No, I'm it. saying before the game, go up to them, shake hands, like, hey, I know you don't like me. I apologize. I'm going to try to... Perform better out there. No, no but Smith, then here's what you don't understand. Here's what you understand, Smith. But that's the only way. No, because what happens, Smith, is that like five minutes into the game, somebody will fucking hack me. Somebody will hook me. No call. I'll be like, that's fine. Then they'll call some bullshit penalty on us two minutes later, and I can't help it because I'm in the heat of the moment. Competitive spirits are fucking flying, Same and I start way. screaming. They call me a little bitch. They give me a two-minute misconduct, and then I'm all hell breaks well, loose. Yeah, it sounds like a rigs issue. You got to shut up. It's an unwinnable. There's nothing no. It is do. a winnable situation once you find out that they're just being a bully and they're just doing it. To they're get on you a riled. power trip. Yes, exactly. It's they're a power just trip. doing it to get you riled up. It's like me fucking poking Glenny. But it affects him. the integrity of the game. You know all about integrity, Smith. I understand that. I understand. You are not going to be able to win this situation unless you declare defeat upon yourself. Correct. That's like I said. It's an unwinnable situation because exactly. you refuse to do that. Then you, well, then, you just, then, I, then you just need to no, fight. No, I'm them. admitting defeat in order to not uh, feel defeat. Like, what is exactly. that even? What are we doing here? Exactly. That's the only way you can go on and get I don't a know if that's game a, call. I don't think going up to the ref before the game being like, look, can we just put this upon us is admitting defeat. I don't even say, it's, hey, look, let's put it in the so Just be like, hey, I apologize for being a dick out there at times. I'm, like, not going to do it again. Whatever. You want to grab beers yeah, after? Like we're in a fucking the men's beer. hockey league. Yeah. You're a ref. You have no real power throwing the beer, me. Throwing the beer out there. Maybe throw him like a four-play shirt or something. I don't know. Yeah. The, four-play sh- What are we? We're going to give him a $50 gift card to the fucking <laughs> shop, Smith? That apparently works before with lawyers. Oh, it's very frustrating. <laughs> I can't tell you how frustrating it is. Going up to him and saying sorry is just a soft move because then it admits, yeah, he has power over you. Right, but that's, I, don't I don't like that. Don't do that. You have to say sorry. I think you just say, like, look, obviously we don't like each other, but, like, you know, I'm paying to be in this league. You know, we, we're just a couple. Paying a lot. We're just a couple guys. Like, I'm a player. Tommy, You're a ref. Can Tommy, put this behind I, us? I agree with you 100%, but that won't work. That won't work because he thinks he is above Riggsy, and that's the end of that. You need to come, beg for forgiveness, and then move on. Nine. Last night they called a five-minute major against one of our guys. And then, like, 30 seconds into the five-minute major, called, like, uh, uh, a push-roughing penalty on the guy. So we had to play five on three for two minutes and then kill another three minutes afterwards. Keep in mind, we only had seven guys. So in fucking hockey, <laughs> I mean, you go for 45 seconds to a minute, and then you're off for two minutes. Let I mean, me the best you. players in the NHL, uh, forwards, City Crowds, those guys play, what, 19 to, like, 22 minutes a game out of 60 minutes? They're on a third of the I, time. I we had to be on for 85% of the game. I played hockey for the first time ever. I went up and down the ice three times, gassed. Oh, yeah. We had to play the whole game. Yes. We can't. We had seven guys. That's, no, yeah. I and never, then we had to play short. So then there's five on three. While getting fucked over by the refs. Wow. Oh, and then he called me a little bitch. Yeah. Rudy was dying. So okay. Being called so, a little bitch is... So Rudy's there, obviously a great hockey me to shut my mouth. NCAA champion. Yep. Where was YP during all this? YP said his wrist is fucked up or something. Oh, okay. Oh, he has been wearing something. Yeah, he has. Yeah. He's usually always there. Don't get me wrong. 
Uh, but YP banged up his wrist. Okay. And I will I say, say that's someone who doesn't necessarily keep their mouth yeah, shut. Yeah, I can't see Rudy like getting this. mad. But I Rudy can't. doesn't get mad at all. Yeah. Rudy lives in like a zen, happy <laughs> place all yeah. the time. Uh, and YP, I don't think really gets into it with the refs either. It's me and this other kid on my team that the refs hate us. And it's, again, it builds upon itself. Do you think it's a, like, is there a chicken? Like, if we had the refs in here, do you think they'd be like, every Tuesday night we ref the biggest douchebag in the world? Like, do you think it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation? No, what I think it is is that they, they, they clearly, if you're refing these games, it gets monotonous. And you, on some level, start to build little bias or little enjoyment out of needling or trolling or doing this and that. I think that when the games begin, we have built up such a bad relationship that they are looking right away to not call anything against our team. It's more just like our team in general. Like, no, there's no penalties called against me last night. It's just that they call bullshit against our team and allow the other guys to get away with murder. I would equate what happens to murder with no call, which, again, if both teams are murdering on both sides, fine. Let them play. I don't give a shit. But when you don't call one and then you call the other, it's infuriating. And I think, again, it's gotten to such a point we have such a bad relationship with them that they refuse to call things against them. And they call little niggy pity bullshit against us that is infuriating because it changes the entire game. We have Rudy entering who is niggy on our pity? team. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, Nick Net, little bullshit, petty stuff. Stuff that shouldn't really matter in the game, I think they call when they shouldn't, and they let crap go against them that if they let it go for everyone, it would be fine. Rudy's on my team. Yeah, uh, what, at what point of the story are you at? Have you vented all of it out? Oh, we're he's, at, he's yelled about it about eight times mm-hmm. so far. We're at the part where uh, the ref called me a little bitch, yeah. basically. <laughs> I want to hear the part that Riggs is leaving out where Riggs like, came over the top on him. Well, I'll tell you my view of the story. Riggs got slashed really hard. And there was no call. And then a few minutes later, we had a face-off. And they called a penalty against us, so Riggs was mad about that. And I was taking the face-off. And Riggs was saying, you slashed me, you slashed me, you didn't call anything. And then the ref just looked at Riggs and goes, you're being a little bitch. And I started laughing. But to be fair, not to, be, to be fair, they hate us. They leg- it was personal. It was extremely personal. It was if someone if it happened to someone else they would have called it they do not like Riggs it was a personal attack now why don't they like Riggs yeah well our team was a bit of a reputation we take a lot of penalties we're kind of we do it's true we take a ton of penalties not um, me I didn't even take no them Riggs we have penalties we have a couple of bad apples I th- they they like to keep things entertaining anyway so they were really mad at us already so they have a vendetta against us and Riggs was like what did you say and the guy's like I called you a bitch and I'm just dying laughing and then Riggs is like <laughs> Riggs Riggs like was about to go nuclear I thought we we're gonna have a fight on our I hands. considered it yeah it but was, I still wanted to win the game yeah no and and it was like as a ref that is sort of like a weird move because you can in hockey there is a lot more leverage to to yeah, the refs will give it back to you and all the t- all the stuff. But First of all, this personal. isn't hockey. This is rec league, beer league hockey, which also has a bit. Th- that to me is the com- comedic side of it. Is that these two guys actually wanted to kill each other? Yes. And I thought it was going to get to that point. And that's sort of the thing. Like when you play men's league, you're sort of in an arena where you are venting out your competitive side in a sort of a controlled environment. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the refs very much so are exercising that freedom as well. I thought the ref went a little bit over the top. Granted. I don't really like confrontation, so I just laughed my way through it, and I honestly thought Riggs was going to tomahawk him in the head. See, I can't. So what happened then was I deflected my anger towards the ref at one of the guys on the other team, who I'd like to publicly apologize to. But off the faceoff, 
I just went ham and just fucking slashed him right across, like, basically his gloves. I got more of his stick than his gloves. And the guy turned around and was like, you need to fucking shrink. <laughs> but I was upset at the ref. <laughs> and you can't slash the ref. You can only slash other players. So that guy really was on the unfortunate yeah. receiving end. A literal and ricochet he, shot. He ended up being fine. <laughs> you need a, a fucking shrink. What a, what a turnaround. Yeah, I, I might be on the ref side after hearing all this. It's just kind of funny. Like, no, He hates dicks. our team. He hates our team. It was personal, and obviously I'm going to have Riggs aside, but it was objectively a very funny interaction. But and the guys going, I have a number for a shrink, was <laughs> was all time. That ref went home last night, and he was like, I just ruined that fucking guy's night. Like, he, he slept peacefully. He was like, I'm Big so time. in yeah. his head. He's going to uh-huh. go you yell was about up till it. Four yeah, <laughs> you might be in an unwinnable situation, but you're just letting them win more by talking about it right now. You think he's they, not at the bar with all of his hockey ref buddies? You know, I fucking talk about stuff that Are matters they, to Do me. they know, like, you work for, like, they know Barstool? Like, I don't know. Like, talking about it's one thing. Do you thing. think they know? I don't know. No, I don't think they know. But I'll say, I will say this. In They're Riggs, going to know. In Riggs's defense, when he got slashed, it was like a Ron Artest type foul. It was, oh, it was like so, it was, a, it was like a semi-breakaway. I went around this guy, and I, like, legit had one hand on my stick with the puck on the right as I was, like, moving left, and he came over my right shoulder with his stick and chopped down on my wrist and knocked my stick out of my hands when I had, like, a semi-breakaway. No call. What, 30 seconds later, they give us a five-minute major and then call a penalty on that five-minute major, Mm -hmm. and we went from up 4-2 down to 6-4, to so I lost my fucking mind. It was sabotage. It was was sabotage in the highest order and also a personal insult. (laughs) So and then he told me he called me a little bitch after. I was like, what is going on here? And I'm not like Rudy. I'm very confrontational. So then when he said that, I lost. I mean, I was very upset. The rest When's of the, the next game with these refs? It'll be Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And they will not forget. No, they won't. Yeah, have you, are you game planning what you're going to do? No, I haven't had a clear head yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. When everything's just coming out is just anger. Big time. You're, you're witnessing it in audio you know, form right now. Have you considered filing a complaint to the head of Rex? Our um, captain of our team files a complaint every week. It's almost it's, it's almost. I think it gets point. forwarded to the refs. It sounds like probably... you need to write a sternly worded letter to the commissioner. Mm. I think this, the guy that we send it to is the commissioner. <laughs> but, and yeah. I think he like is in it with the refs. Also drives laugh. the Zambonis. The commissioner That's does everything. Exactly yeah. right. And then he sweeps up the locker room after. It's all one big corrupt system Vince, mm-hmm. that we're falling victim to it's it reminds me it's getting to the level of wwe where every <laughs> week our captain sends an email one time we didn't want to play an eleven thirty game so we forfeited and he emailed the commissioner and said this is a disgrace to the league that you scheduled a game on yom, yom kippur <laughs> and which yeah. is a fair complaint and mm-hmm. every week there's something new and for a good example of where we're at our jerseys last year first of all we wear all camouflage and all of us have a captain. So if they say, I need to speak to the captain, everyone can. And no, it, pretty <laughs> much, we're pretty I much love, all faceless good hockey move. players. Do like that. So yeah. if, you kick one, if you kick someone out and then they say you can't play the next game, the person who usually gets kicked out, our captain, our real captain, will just show up the next game and they can't tell who's who because everyone's a captain. Yeah. While I do love that everyone has a captain jersey, I kind of understand where the rest are coming from. I kind of hate your team now. <laughs> like you're, it is our our captain is very uh, vocal about everything. <laughs> yeah, we he's... all wear camouflage. We all wear the C. We're, we take a lot of penalties and, and we yell at the refs. Do- I don't Yom get Kapoor. why they. I don't get why they don't give us calls. And for some reason, they don't like them. <laughs> yeah. They just do not give us calls. It's infuriating. Mm-hmm. It drives me fucking insane. But every week I go with a good attitude. Like I'm going to be real positive tonight. We'll play a good game. Then you get fucked once, and it's just all night. All, all you can do. It's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, fuck the Chelsea Piers. Tuesday night men's league hockey refs. Thursday night guys are great. I like them. We have great relationship. 
Tuesday night guys, I hate. I despise. They hate us. It'll never end. I don't yeah. think it'll ever end. I can't wait for next week until the next charade. It's going to be a gong show. I can't wait. We should film. We should have like a camera filming from the bench. or somebody Some of the chirps. Are like, I remember last night at one point our captain at, told a kid who had a bigger face than most people. if He, had, he asked if he needed an EpiPen. Um, <laughs> it's just nonstop. It's nonstop. It's nonstop. Uh, it is nonstop. Yeah. It's so fucking frustrating. But, you know, well, we'll see. We're 0-2. We had six guys last week, seven guys this week. That also kills us. The other team has like 15 guys. We have like seven. He had a bigger face than normal? Huge face. Very Especially puffy. in that little, very, in your little cage very, in your helmet. Very puffy. It's like, okay. you know, it's filling puffy out face. like 95% okay. of. Was his helmet too small? Yes. Mm. Or, you know, it's. Or his face which was just too big. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's or tough he tough. just has having allergic reaction. That's <laughs> what our captain <laughs> went with. Yeah. All right. <laughs> something. Rudy, we've got uh, pond hockey on uh, Saturday. Yeah, well, the, the good thing is that our cardio is going to be outstanding because we've had six people. And all, every time after we lose a game, since we have so low numbers, we always say the same thing. Did the guys in 300 lose? Yeah. No. Wait, if you have so few guys, like, why'd you make so many cuts from the pond hockey team? Uh, Fair. That's Fair not question. our jurisdiction. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. That's coach decision, yeah. Vibs, I just play the game. For those, yeah, yeah. Just play the game. Yeah, okay. For Me too. To I don't bother anybody. I just play the game. I just play the game. Yeah, I didn't no. even know you got cut. Yeah, well, we were in the in the meeting together you were there you were sitting right next to me i was so nervous i didn't even think oh about... yeah me too i was really nervous yeah. and disappointed when i didn't make it I mean, maybe... you are hey next year heart next yeah year. Oh, next year I'm gonna, days till next. I'm gonna sharpen my blades this time that'll yeah. be fun yeah you gotta yeah. do the happy gilmore you gotta go start taking uh, batting practice to the chest you gotta toughen up toughen up mm-hmm. also shin pads might be nice i didn't know you could wear those oh that would have been huge because you fell a lot fell a lot yeah many times very hard mm-hmm. ice just like concrete very hard, but so, I am very excited about the tournament. Extremely excited. Me too. Balls, balls took his skates off and was gliding all over the place. Yeah, he couldn't skate at all. Balls, he, yeah, balls got in a fight. And he did. Got in a little scrum. Yeah, mm-hmm. with Big Ev. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're in the same <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, weight division, you know. You a great a fight. Matchup. True. No, that's that's just that, that's a fact. Those are facts. That is yeah. fair. They were both on. damn fat guy fact. Yep. They're both yeah. in sneakers on the ice playing playing hockey. They didn't like the way they're skating. I tried to. Well, I knew Glennie was in trouble when he tied his skates. I was watching him tie them, and he did the thing where you cross your legs and you like bring one foot closer to the other one, you know, like so closer to your chest, so you can tie them sideways. He's trying to tie a Mister Rogers style, basically. You can't, yeah, you can't tie a hockey skate like that. You need a lot more leverage. And I tried to explain that to him, and he just couldn't understand it. He couldn't grasp it. He didn't do the top four eyelets of his skates. I mean, there was no chance he was going to make it in those things. And <laughs> after ten minutes, he I saw him just running on the ice and he just <laughs> decided to go with the adidas's and honestly i think it probably he was kind of effective on his feet <laughs> he took up a lot of space he was a space taker he picked someone's pocket on the ice oh Big time. Riggs, uh, yeah was he me. was in the perfect position yep. just, hey he, he just, knows how to play he went from a large pylon to just stealing the puck <laughs> yep. the like, what the fuck just happened so you know there's some good moments out there our team's gonna be pretty good i think yeah, I do. I don't know what the level of competition will be with everyone else. I, I'm not used to playing pond hockey, so I have a pretty good idea of what it'll be like, but I just you just never know. Also, I think that we're going to get every, – everyone's going to try their absolute hardest against us, yeah. which will be make it more difficult, and I just don't know what the level of skill will be. Are we going to have like a legitimate crowd standing around during our games? 
Yeah, no, I, I know that I'm going to be trying to, like, play it cool, and then that's going to be a point where I'm like, oh, my God, I need to really, like, try here or I'm going to be embarrassed, so. Frankie just came up to the glass and looked at me and grabbed his crotch and said, suck my balls. <laughs> now he's walking into the studio. Moonface? You talking about Moonface? You know about Moonface? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We no, talked we talked, talked a lot moon about Moonface yeah. yesterday. Yeah. yeah, no, it's my, f- I look forward to it every week. I, yeah. We post stool scenes, I go, okay, I'm just waiting for Moonface <laughs> yeah. to comment. It's hard to see Frankie walk by and not think of just a big old sphere orbiting the earth <laughs> on top of that body. That's what it looks like. It's amazing. Did, yeah. I went home to eat that family dinner last night, and uh, we talked about Moonface at the dinner table. <laughs> my dad's like, you do have a Moonface. <laughs> you need to do some of that red light therapy. Get some color. Dude, we were talking red light therapy. Anyone in here know about that? No, do what's not. that? Go on. So, like, we aren't getting enough sun here in the city. And, like, even when you're at work, you, you, you work at a desk and all this stuff. I actually recently noticed on Shark Tank someone came in with this, like, idea that they had this red light therapy, which I didn't know what it was. And she was like, there's, there's no – actually, Rudy, now that I'm talking it out, there is an option of what we were just talking about. Red light therapy is super expensive. Like, you go on this website, it's like ten grand for this light bulb that, like, hangs over your door and it, like, illuminates your room. Is this Come to on. get vitamin D? It's supposed to get, like, vitamin D. Yeah. And, like, you, like, your body needs things from the sun to, like, function. Like, you need to be in the sun. Our bodies were, like, meant to be in the sun. That's, like, like, why like the a, sun exists. Like, like a plant. They have, like, $25 Correct. lights that you can – Right, but like, there's got to be a reason why some of them are 600 bucks, right? Because they just work better. Right, like they do the better thing. Like, also they have like vitamin D pills too you can take. Right, but I think like the actual physical feeling of having it, it like rejuvenates your skin, and it's supposed to like they they say people slip into like city depressions where it's like you're like inside your room all the time, or, or you like, can just like go outside and get. But it you really free. can't, dude. I don't ever have an option to. Even when we go out and do a pizza review, we're in the shadows yeah. all the time. Seasonal just, depression, sad. Season, yeah. yeah. Like, you're always in the shadows, no matter what you do. And then you're, like, in a room, you're in an office, and then you're back into your room, and it's that night. It's like you never have a chance to go in the sun. I, not like when I was living on Long Island. I frolicked around with the grass tingling my nuts. Like, I'm not living like that anymore. <laughs> this feels like um, when Michael Scott's trying to convince the warehouse that, like, live, or working up in the in the office is really dangerous. Just like, you know, that's, right. that's, that's kind of what you sound Well, anyway, they have yeah, this red light therapy, order, and yeah. someone, I'm going to have to look it up now that I said it, but someone on Shark Tank came up with an idea where, like, anyone in a fucking cubicle should be able to get a, a four like easy to mount like red light therapy the electric so built the company just goes up eight thousand right? percent from everyone just right. blasting themselves at red lights I'm not buying this i think we got enough sun when do you the, get sun? the summer and shit really like, if it was we'd be dying if we didn't, weren't getting that like people live in new york city if you are dying. no this is real you're this not like at real, your dude. you're not at your like top Peak. mental and like physical uh, you should be ability getting, by being better. in the darkness. You should all be getting the time. like twenty minutes of sunlight every day I and getting vitamin hate the D. Sun, but yeah. yeah, I guess. Oh, I love it. That's it's. Dude, there's sometimes like when you walk out of a house and a it hits nice you. overcast day, seventy degrees, perfect. Dude, I hate the sun too. I get burnt what? by the sun. The sun is my enemy. I don't enjoy going out in the sun. Yeah, you I, don't wear pants. I wear. I wear. No, I or don't, you don't wear, wear shorts. Sorry, I wear pants. I, I don't like to get sunburnt. I hate all that stuff. But like, there is a feeling sometimes when you walk out of a house and you get that hit and you get like the tingling feeling where you're like, oh man, something's happening in a mirror right now that's what you're supposed to feel every day you're supposed to your body's supposed to do that getting horny for the sun yeah (laughs) some people expose their assholes you ever see that Oh, dude, uh, when we were in Daytona, Chaps wrote a blog my, about my, it. my hotel room Shocking. faced the ocean and the sunrise came out and I was sleeping naked and I just laid on my bed with like my legs spread and just la- it was amazing. And I agree with you, Frankie. My biggest okay. complaint right. about New York City. Right nice. Cool visual. Good. My biggest complaint about New York City is the lack of sunlight. And so I just been hitting the tanning booth, which isn't which helpful. Is not. Uh, least, yeah. That's yeah. just the opposite of feeling. Worse? Yeah. It gives me the, at least the artificial feeling of my like i'm at least warm and my skin is being exposed to like some sort of stimulation yeah. you try uh, melanoma heat. you could put heat on in your apartment you want to be warm yeah but it's just not the same and you know who else is we had a kind of a like a confessional moment when we were making tiktoks the other day because 
KB came in looking real crispy. And we were like, whoa, bro, someone's been hitting the tanning booth. And he confessed. He's like, yeah, I hit the tanning booth. And I was like, well. It's just, it's guess very what, surprising because it's not, like, it goes against, I feel like, a lot of what KB is. Yeah, and then I was like, you know what, dude? I've been hitting the tanning booth, too. And yeah. then Rhea was like, you know what? I've also been hitting the tanning <laughs> booth. And then we sort of realized that everyone has secretly just been hitting the tanning booth. You can't do it all the time. But no. I just, you need a little. We got to get some sun, guys. You need a little feel color. Better. Sitting in the better, office I'm today, we're looking out, and Rudy goes, This is what sparked this conversation. Rudy goes, Look how sunny it is outside. It's hitting the building next to us like you wouldn't believe. And Spark? I'm like, Dude, what are, we, what, are, what are we getting out of that? We're just in the shadow. No, like, K Marco is living in sunlight, and we're living in the fucking dark ages. Uh, what about, uh, you know, like, I guess if you're in prison, you're like solitary, you're just, you're just going to wither away. Literally. Yeah. You got an hour outdoors yeah, every day. Yeah. It's more than we get, probably on most Correct. days. Now, probably an, more than we spend that's outside. An, that's an They're office, healthier in prison. Yeah, that's an office episode where the guy who got a re- who was in jail, <laughs> he Michael Scott was trying to make it seem as though prison Mike. Uh, yeah, well, prison Mike, and and the guy was making it seem like being in prison was much better than being at Dunder Mifflin. He's like, <laughs> yeah, like we get to work out, like meals were great, and they're like meals were great. Like, what are you talking about? You guys got fed? Like, you got to go outside and play basketball? He's like, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Watch movies. Watch movies, TV. I got to be by yourself. Stanley's like, I need to be in there. Yeah. And then Michael locks him in the room. He's like, if you like jail, like, how do you like this? <laughs> he locks him in a conference room. I've also always thought that if if I were homeless, why wouldn't you just go to jail? I think a lot of them do. Yeah, I agree with that. But <laughs> just intentionally, like, just, like, throw a brick through a window and be like, all right, lock me up. Yeah, I think, they, free, I think you had to do a little bit. Meals. I think they usually do like more heinous crimes than that to go right. to jail, which is kind of might be a moral issue if you're right. A well, person. some people just go into a bank and say they want one dollar and sit there. Is that right? Yeah. And that qualifies some as a people. felony robbery. Exactly. There you go. That's a victimless crime. It's genius. Bang. Yeah. All of a mm-hmm. sudden, you're getting three meals a day playing yeah. hoops. I think I saw an article. Somebody who was an elderly person with cancer, and he did it to get uh, health care. Genius. <laughs> I love it. I don't know if all that worked out, but you know, so I like the the. Where his head's at. I, like, I like how right now I'm also falling for this whole rhetoric that prison is actually maybe like nice. It definitely isn't. No, no chance. Yeah. Like prison sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday Ever ticket. seen Shawshank Redemption? Awful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that was before Direct TV. Fair. Things change. They just, yeah. They just they had like. Not every cell has a TV. No, but their rec room is sick. It's awesome. They got Xbox. Yeah, the thing about prison is the people. The, the people ruin it, I think, in prison. Like, maybe the facilities themselves can be okay, but, like, I wouldn't want to be surrounded by just, like, pris- like convicts and prisoners who are, like, You got to think really there's someone out there right now being, like, I was in prison for so long and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. I don't know what. I mean, we yeah. have Wallow. I was going to say, like, Wallow, Wallow talked, like, but Wallow was also on Instagram in prison. Right. Right. Like, that's, like, what I do now. <laughs> yeah. She's just Instagramming. And fucking, uh, what did he and, call it? What they make? They made, like, vaginas. Prison vaginas, yeah. uh, prison yeah. pussies, or whatever. Whatever they're called, I can't remember. He does a whole episode on how yeah. you make one and how you fuck it. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. Okay, uh, <laughs> we, we gotta go to break. That was a, that I was just want to hear of... Tommy say "prison pussy" again. That yeah, was... say it. Prison pussy. Nice. And with that, we're gonna go to break. We've got a hell of a crew with Vibs, with Tommy, with Smitty, and myself. Rudy jumped in. Stick with us. We'll be back at the end of this break. tournament is that correct oh and 24 oh and 24 so <laughs> yeah. huh you know we had um we discussed at length a very embarrassing 
comp- competitive performance yesterday uh, by YP, who got beat in chess in mm. four moves by our very own Frankie Borelli. Tough luck. Now we're going to um, discuss. True, that's, he was yeah. eating lunch. Conditions yeah. matter. Okay. Uh, now we're going to discuss you and balls going on 24. What, what, what happened? Well, we were doing a two V two, uh, gunfight tournament, um, on boom TV. Now the way it was set up, I was invited. I got the choice of my own partner. Um, there were 30 other people in this tournament, 30 of the biggest streamers in the world. Dr. Disrespect, uh, Ninja, mm-hmm. Aiden. I mean, the names go down the list of competitive gamers and streamers and then in you this and balls. e-gaming world. And then me and Balls. Okay. Um, originally, I tapped a couple of uh, Call of Duty world champions, Jordan Kaplan, one of them, Ascento, big names in the industry, world champions. They couldn't do it. They had things going on. Um, so once it was realized that it wasn't going to be competitive, really, bring on the balls. Put them in a ghillie suit and see what happens. Now, I will admit. Um, Who's better, you or balls? Balls. Depends. Depends on the situation. I've been in the room with them. Balls. Yeah. It depends. I mean, we both give each other. Well, because you, you just described it like he's um, never, since it wasn't going to be competitive, he's never, you decided to throw balls in there. But balls is better than you. In, first of all, God could have played with me yesterday, and we wouldn't have won. You need two world-class competitors. Balls has never beat me in a 1v1 situation. Whenever we play 1v1, I always win. But Balls is better in a gunfight situation than me. When it's 2v2, Balls is better. So, okay. anyway, regardless, uh, we play in this tournament. Uh, we were supposed to play Ninja first round, uh, along with Verse 2K, who hold the record for the longest gunfight winning streak in the world. Ninja dropped out, uh, so then we played Dr. Disrespect and Dizzy, who Dr. Disrespect's like one of the biggest streamers in the world. Dizzy is the best first-person shooter player in the world. Are the rumors true that he dropped out because he was intimidated by you? I, I'm, I'm not one to comment on those rumors or to— People are saying people that. People are saying that. You're not necessarily yes. saying people are. Yeah, people are saying that Ninja uh, saw me in the first round and was scared and dropped out of the tournament. Or he saw balls. I was like, or he yeah. saw balls. I heard this kid's great in 2v2s. Yeah, yeah, he saw balls. No, Ninja had to – it's a tough situation for Ninja because he – It's a. it was a no-win for him to play in the tournament because he's not that great at Call of Duty. He's good, but he's not, like, up with a couple of these players. So if he were to, like, lose in the second round get killed – for twenty five thousand dollars, it's not worth for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not worth for him to like, cure the heat. Twenty five thousand dollars, not even getting out of bed for yeah, it. Pretty much, pretty much. So, but it's a good way to say that he was scared of me, and you know, it was a good time. I thought we would be able to at least like sniff him a little bit, maybe squeak in a win, go one in twenty three, maybe get a couple kills here and that. No, it wasn't a shot. It wasn't a shot in the world. Who you guys usually play against? Like the deaf, dumb, and blind. Like who are you guys beating? We compete in the office vibs plays like it's pretty competitive like just average people like we play fucking with jerry ferrara we play uh with guests in the office like normal common men gamers who play on xbox and uh playstation it's one thing when you go consults another thing when you go full pc and people are spinning 360 and wiping your dick off before you can even open your eyes (laughs) wiping your dick off before you can even open your eyes Mm -hmm. exactly that sucks classic But, I mean, it was a great stream, great engagement, and uh, Dr. Disrespect was the biggest person in that e-gaming world that we haven't done anything with yet, and we did. So, Did you get a good. single kill? I did. I killed Dizzy, the best player in the world. Once? Uh, once. 
That's it? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. Balls killed Dr. Disrespect twice and had a couple of kills uh, against the two streamers we uh, faced in the second round. But all your games, none of them were even close. No. They just wiped the floor with yeah. you guys. I'm sorry. Wiped your dick before you could even <laughs> Yes. Yeah, wiped our eyes. dick off before we can open our eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Any, uh, are these guys, like Ninja and these guys, are they just good at every game? Yeah. For the most part. Like better than the average player. They're, they're professional gamers. That's what they do all day, every day. How do you get better? Do you get, like, reflexes? Do you have to improve your reflexes, the physical? Do you have to do anything like that, or is it just all That actually has a figuring big out how to play thing the game. to do with it. First of all, you generally need to be on PC. There are a I thought you were about to say PCP. I was like, all right, let's get that some fucking as well. Dude, real drugs. You get some added trucker up, crank. You get some goods in you or whatever, and that could help. <laughs> well, they do, do, they get, do they test? Like, Are they like, this guy's on PEDs right now? He's on Adderall. I don't know if they do. They probably should. They didn't test in poker, and that was a big deal in poker. To really? be honest with you. Oh, yeah. If you're sitting there grinding on online poker for like 12 hours at a time, you got to be on top of your game. It's a huge deal. Yeah, but they would test for that? No. There is something right, about you could, yeah. do it. Yeah, you can yeah, just yeah, do yeah. it. Besides, so uh, they should have tested it. I was going to say, there's no fucking way. You can't, like, are you going to be going through the doors? If it's yeah. online poker. Yeah. No, but there is, an element, bang on there the is an element of hand-eye coordination it's funny to it, a- and you can perform the best on PC, but there's yeah. also a lot of strategy that goes into everything. I like picturing these like five foot five, like hundred pound kids just getting drug tested for PEDs. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. Well, there has got to be legitimate training because it is hand-eye coordination, it's reflexes, it's reaction time. All that stuff is massive for being really good at this game. So it's just like if if people are explaining all of this correctly to me, how esports is becoming bigger in like high schools and their teams are becoming bigger than a lot of the um, traditional sports teams, then why the fuck wouldn't you be training your, your, your Absolutely. Your they have tutors right now going out. When we were at the 100 Thieves compound, uh, they had their launch party, and it was exactly like the social network because when we walked in, there were people Shout like Harvard. There were people, uh, you know, having a good time, drinks here and there, mingling, and then their League of Legends team was practicing for a tournament, and you can see them. They're all like around uh, on the computers and all ready to go, and I'm just like, what the hell's going on over here? And they're just like, oh, they're wired in. That's exactly, <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah, you can't I mean, fuck train, them. They're wired in. Yeah, like the Matrix. The they're plugged in. Mm-hmm. So for like like golf, there's golf simulators where they like record your swing and they they get the right degree down and everything like that. Trackman. Is there a video game version of that where you get into like a simulator and they say, all right, you need to be moving your thumbs at like a ninety degree angle here. Like a virtual reality or no, like a like a, a camera system. You know what I mean? Like that's all in the thumbs. Not that I know of. Yeah. Uh, there just... are special controllers, like scuff controllers, where you have, like, paddles in the back. Generally, they're illegal in, like, tournament play. Mm-hmm. But there's stuff that could help you. It's like a corked bat. Kind of. The pads on the or, back Or it's like swinging two bats at once, like a bigger bat. The same way. Wow. Will they let you do that in the MLB? Same thing. If you walked up to the plate with two bats, they'd be like, yeah. I what feel like is, I feel like what like is the regulations <laughs> with MLB? They no, would no, definitely not allow that. They're, they're, but you, there's no regulations on I feel like how big your bat can be. I'm pretty sure there I think there is. Is I, there? I feel like two there bats would. There has to be. I feel like two bats would hinder yeah. you, though. No, but like. Also, there, there like has, there's Louisville really... Slugger just makes the bats, so they only make certain types of. Think about if you were bunting and you just had a bat that was like yeah. seven inches thick. No, I, I under. It's cricket. <laughs> They definitely I know there's restrictions on the wood, but like if you want to go up there with a 45 inch, 38 ounce bat, like no, I think I think that would be not allowed. I think there's a, a restriction on like how high it could be, on how heavy it could okay. be. I, that makes, I just don't know. Think, well, that makes a hundred percent sense. My thing there's is, a restriction on human strength and what you can go up there with. What? 
What? You just get stronger going to the, the gym. There's a cap on how strong you can be? That is and not permitted to be more than two and five-eighth inches in diameter. Yeah, that makes sense, but, I mean, it's length. drop and... must be no more than three. Length uh, and ounces, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, let's see. Trying to find the length and ounces regulations, if there are any, for bats in the major in major right. league baseball. Official baseball rules, 2018 edition, 184 page PDF. Let's dig All into right. this one. Yeah, maybe. page Dude, one. And don't you pretend that's not right up your fucking alley, Tom. <laughs> yeah, you've just booked Scabelli for yeah. the next like 48 he's hours. Gonna go home, straight. light some candles. He's, yeah, so. he just saved that as a bookmark on his laptop. Yeah, he's jacked up. You got something to do on the subway, Tommy? That's that's exciting news. I walk and I'll take. All right, boys. We talked about sun. We talked about um, if the sun is good for you and, and places if you live. I know Riggs, you mentioned that if you were in jail, mm-hmm. um, are those people just not getting sun at all? Is that is that one of the better parts of being in jail then tommy said jail doesn't sound that bad at all so now no, we have I wallow did not say now that. we have wallow on the line who has been in jail so he can <laughs> probably God. tell us a little bit more about what what that experience is wallow like. you there how you doing uh jail is uh fucked up i'm gonna say that but uh okay. to some people it depends on your uh some people is not as fucked up because you was uh if you was part of the system most of your life like me i grew up in the system so as a juvenile was in juvenile placements for five years of my life so it was like it was preparing me for the penitentiary it's like you it's just imagining playing football baseball hockey or basketball in, in high school and then going to college but it's like you jump from from high school to the pros it's like juvenile is like going from juvenile to the big leagues and then, you know that's what the big you know penitentiary is but it's like my to me i was I was raised in the system, so it was comfortable. But for somebody that just come into prison, I didn't watch people just come to prison for the first time, and they'd be like, get me the fuck out of here. This is crazy. But how much sunlight because, did you uh, get on a daily basis? No, you go. To, you can go to the yard every day. You, you go to the yard. In the summertime, you go to the yard three times a day. In the wintertime, you go two times a day because it get dark. And it depends on what penitentiary is. Some penitentiaries, they let you go when it's, when it's dark, too, at nighttime, like, you know, like six to eight. But uh, you get sun every day. Every morning you go to the yard. Can you decline if it's too cold? No, you don't have to go. Oh, okay. Like, even you're going to go to the yard. Like, you got people going to the yard. You got people going to school. People going to work. People, if you, if, if you in prison, it run, like, it, run like a, it run like the world run. You know, you go to breakfast early in the morning. After you come from breakfast, they start running work line, which work line means running the people out that goes, they got different jobs, wherever you're a plumber, wherever you work in the kitchen, wherever you work in the, uh, the hospital, the gym, the yard, uh, grounds, maintenance, uh, whatever you might work, you go there and then they'll call out the yard. You go to the yard. Then you'll go to the yard. Some people just sit in their cell and watch the TV. I was in the state penitentiary in Pennsylvania, and in Pennsylvania, you you got TV, you got cable. You buy your TV off commentary, it might cost like for 19-inch TV, probably cost like 200, it was like 230 $40 or some shit. Uh, cable was like, when I, when I when I left, it was about like, what was it, $20 a month? You get cable. And uh, so you, you, then you can buy, uh, like, like uh, they got, like, tablets where you can buy music. So <laughs> it depends on how you want to do your time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but but jail is fucked up because you can't get no, you can't, you can't get no ass. You see what I'm saying? No, mm-hmm. some people do. Yeah. That's, their, that's, that's their prerogative. I'm not saying, you know what I mean? But, uh, not that there's anything wrong, though. You, you, can't, you can't eat what you want to eat. You go to commissary. You can make food from there. I was a dude that worked in the kitchen, 
And uh, is that the best job? Jail was that's that's the greatest job. That's like that's like being a fucking uh working in the kitchen is like being working on Wall Street making a bunch of fucking money because like because the kitchen brings opportunity. It brings entrepreneurial opportunities. You can start your own business. Meaning a guy like me, you, you know, people was always looking for uh green green peppers and onions and uh. Or, or food like me, I used to make food in the kitchen that that you didn't have on a regular chow line. Like I might make some uh some fried fish, fried chicken, uh macaroni and cheese, all that because I was a cook. So I'd be able to have, be able to do my thing on the side, you know, when everybody ain't down the kitchen, make my stuff, make my platters, and I might sell it to you know somebody might want you know for a platter, a pack of cigarettes, pack of cigarettes is money. Great job for you networking. Know, and, and, well, yeah, pack of cigarettes is money, and people, everybody want to eat in jail. Everybody want to. What I used to do, I used to provide a service, and my, my service was Meals on Wheels. And I was a dude that'd be selling food in the yard, selling, bring it to your block. Like, I had access because, uh, you know, first of all, when you make food in jail, everybody want to eat. You know, uh, the COs want to eat. The COs, sometimes dudes in jail cook better than they wives at home. You see what I'm saying? So they, they like to, you know, you grease their palms, you get to move around more. So I was able to move around to different places in the jail, get different things done. Sometimes COs would take my shit out. They'd be like, you're going back to the block? All right, it'd be in the bubble when you get all right, best. Take two trades for you and Ski or whatever. You know, a lot of, you know, Polak, a lot of them dudes in the mountains and in, in the middle of uh, Pennsylvania, their last name is Ski, whatever, something Ski, or you know how they go. Gronkowski. But, uh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Gronkowski, yup, you're right. But, you know what I mean, something always Ski. And, uh, <clears throat> but it's like, that was everything. The kitchen was like everything because... You can eat good too, dear too, and then you don't have to spend a lot of money on commissary, and then you can bring stuff out. And like sometimes I wouldn't take a pack of cigarettes; I exchange it for like like say I say I come to you, you, you uh, what three trays off me this week of food or whatever it might be, it might be breakfast, whatever you want. And I brought, I might say uh, the packs cost nine dollars a pack, you know what I mean? So give me them three packs, but this one don't even give me the three packs; just give me all this list. I might give you a list to add up to the three packs of cigarettes from commissary. And you might give me all type of stuff, wherever it's toiletry products, wherever it's uh, some food or snacks, all type of shit. So, I mean, so well, but, uh, we got like two minutes. We got to go to break. Million dollars worth one, of game. I have one more question. Okay. Was there yes. any discernible difference between weekdays and weekends in prison? Yeah, the weekdays, I hated the week. I've been hated the weekends because they, they didn't give you no fucking mail. You couldn't get mail. And it was like it was slow. But but the good thing about it, that's when a lot of the business jump off. You get a lot of, you know, the visits and all that shit, gotcha. you know. I mean, but it's like, man, jail is jail, man. It's a fucked up place. It's not no place. Like, a lot of people think, oh, I didn't do time till they get there, and they was there for two months, and then now they're there for two years, and then they're there for two decades. Things change, you know? Uh, podcast. So, you know, it, 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 what's going on with the podcast, you guys? What are we talking about right now? Million dollars worth of game. That's what's going on, you know? Yep. We're doing our thing. I mean, but uh, I mean, that's what it's about. Million dollars worth of game. Wallow 267, Gilly the Kid. Uh, Barstool Sports, we killing shit. Number yeah. one this week again. You know, you know how that go. Always. We, we talking about prison pussies or what do we got this week? No, and this week we're not talking about that. We were talking about the N-word. And, uh, and in rap, a lot of times, uh, rap is a global uh, is a, is a global thing. And uh, one guy called in, a white guy, living uh, sometime, somewhere in middle America. He was asking, can I use the N-word when I'm rapping a song? And if that's, what they, that's when they rapping. Do I stop? When they say, uh, in, uh, you know, do I just keep rapping? What do I do? Blur it out. And Gil was basically talking about, fuck it, say it. You know what I mean? That's what's in the song. What you supposed to stop saying it? If you listen to rap, you hear that shit 
and you know, damn near every song. So would you stop through the whole fucking song? You know? So, you know, we was talking about that and a couple other things, but like, you know, just being million dollars worth of game, you know. Oh yeah, and if you listen and check out that that new merch we got on barstoolsports.com, you know, go to the merch store. You know what I mean? Check out some other merch, whatever merch you might not like on merch. You might want some other merch. But make sure you get something to represent the brand when you're out there doing your thing. That's what it's about, you know? My man, Wallow, we uh, appreciate we appreciate yeah. the insight, my friend. I appreciate Oh, anybody in there? Was y'all trying to go to jail in there or something? Somebody's trying you to know, go to jail. We, we, we were talking about sunlight and uh, somehow. Yeah, we don't get any sunlight in the office. We were wondering if people in jail got more sunlight than us. Oh, fuck it to get more sunlight. <laughs> and when, where the fuck was you losers at the other day when I came in? Nobody was there. I didn't yeah, was, know we take days off. It was a holiday. Holiday? I thought we work every day. No, I thought no. every day was a holiday when no, you wake up. You no. got to go to work. Buddy, when they're at this place, they give you a day off, you take it. Well, one motherfucker that was there, my boy Spider-Man was there. Spider was up in there. Still in Washington, no days off. He probably got lost. Uh, Spider's a fucking legend, you know. But uh, he's a legend. You guys enjoy your day, man. Have a great one, Wild. We appreciate it. All right, you too, man. No problem. All right, million dollars worth of game. All right, look, cologne is super important on a guy. For a while, I was using this Derek Jeter cologne that I got as a kid, and it's like, you know what? As much as I do look like Derek Jeter, I don't got to smell like him, too. I want my own scent. I want something that's going to fit me, fit fit my aura that I have. And that's when I dis- discovered Hawthorne. Look, smelling good is important, and Hawthorne smells really, really good. It's really all that matters. And getting their cologne is so easy. Look, here's what you're going to do. You go online and you take this quiz and it's it's very, very detailed. They're going to ask you a lot of different questions about yourself. Really going to kind of discover yourself as you take this quiz. It is very detailed. Then they're going to send you scents. You get a work scent, a play scent, something you could take to work. You're nine to five. Then you're going out on the weekends. They got something different for that too. And ever since I've been wearing this Hawthorne cologne, I've been getting a lot of compliments. People are telling me that, you know, I got my own scent now, and that's important. You don't want to be copying other people's colognes, all the popular ones out there. You want to really find something that just sits suits you. And they got other personalized products, too, that I've gotten uh, besides this cologne, deodorant, shampoo, body wash, my shower right now. It's filled with all Hawthorne products. Here's what here's how it goes. You take a quick two-minute quiz, and Hawthorne tells you the two colognes that are best for you, one for work and one for play. It's totally risk-free with free shipping and free returns. You can check out Hawthorne at hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E at the end. And use my promo code STOOL to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. And use my code STOOL to get 10% off your purchase Totally risk-free, with free shipping and free returns. There's no downside. Trust me, you got to try it out. Go take the quiz. Get your two colognes that are best for you, your work, your play. Get some deodorant. Get some shampoo. Get body wash. Really find your scent. Once again, that's Hawthorne.co. Good afternoon. Welcome to Rochester Radio. I'm your host, Smitty, for the day. Uh, Dave, obviously, out. Riggsy Pond Hockey Tournament, as well with most of the Barstool crew. So today you got myself, Tommy, Ellie is here, who is grimacing and shaking her head at me for some reason. The wonton Don. Hey, how are you? Barstool Kate. And, uh, we Robbie's going to come in in a little 
Robbie, and uh, who else uh, is ever around? Whoever wants to stop by. Big Cat is walking back and forth. I don't know. No, he said no. He said no. I want to. <laughs> he said no. Well, he really didn't respond. He's like, hey, Cat, you want to do some radio? And he didn't say anything. I said, yeah, I, I know you don't. Uh, he has a job. He yeah. has an actual yeah. job. He puts yeah. food on the table for us. Yes. But if you would like to call in and be a part of the show, 833-857-8665. We got here until 5. Chaps and Kate has 5 to 6. And we'll see what we can get cooking. Donnie, how you feeling? Not great. One of the worst <laughs> days I've had in the office. Care to explain? Um, last night, Jetski offered me some ice cream that was left by Airsoft Fatty's crew. Do you guys yes. know who Airsoft Fatty is? Yeah, we had uh, him lurking around here. Yeah. We had him on. Yeah, we had a good experience with Airsoft Fatty in the mm-hmm. Twitch room yesterday. Me, Ellie, Airsoft, Airsoft lady, and mm-hmm. uh, I believe his name was Aaron. Who was quite possibly the highest person I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, life. yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, Donnie. well, he is like a YouTuber. Roan is doing a video on him, if you don't know about him. It's going to be a great video. He will teach you. Um, and, yeah, it was like THC ice cream, 400 milligrams or I don't know, Ooh. something like that. And I just had like half a quart. You and- didn't know that it was... No, I like I didn't know if it was CBD ice cream, if it was weed flavored ice cream, or if it was just like actually THC ice cream. So I took that last night and like woke up this morning and was just as high as I was when I went to bed. Uh, and I'm not really a weed guy. Weed is not as tight sometimes as it may seem. Yeah, and you ate. So I was in Colorado over the weekend, and I had 15 milligram brownies. Mm-hmm. And each time I was like, oh shit. It was delightful, but also I can't imagine if I had done any more than that at one time. And you were eating 400. I had 15. You were yeah. eating like a, almost a half quart. Of I just don't like, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm a very um, uh, bare bones, a salt of the earth guy. So I don't like being that high at work. Oh, no. I don't know if that comparison makes sense. But I also don't like. There's nothing more boring than someone just talking about like how high they are. I'm so, actually pretty into it right now. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I think it depends if they, if they got high in a weird way. I think yeah. it's interesting. If they say, "Oh, I, I just smoked," then maybe not. But like if it, if it's an interesting way, which it seems like it is, I think that gets people going. Well, the fact that I've been high for 24 hours is <laughs> yeah. is quite interesting. You did play roulette with it. Nobody knew this was like mystery ice cream. Yeah. that we knew had weed or or CBD in it, and you were like, "Fuck it." And you just housed the rest of it. And yeah. then today, a whole day later, people are like, hey, Donnie, do you want to do this or that? And you're like, uh, no, no, I don't. You're like, you're really still messed up. <laughs> yeah, and this weed ice cream, yeah. uh, Roan described it, uh, this dank cream, if you will, oh. as basically uh, a nugget of weed with whipped cream on it. It was just weed. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it was. There was it no was ice very, cream. It, everyone has said it's very tasty, though. Yeah, I that's not, why like I didn't stop, because you get yeah, like one bite right. of that stuff. You're not... You're not thinking, oh, I'm going to get so high. You're like, this tastes good. I just saw how fucked up everybody was yesterday, and I was like, yeah, no. This seems like something yeah. I should stay away from. Did Glennie get affected by it? Because he ate some this morning. He's not here. Did he really? Yeah, yeah he he did. That's why he was fucked up. Ah, <laughs> okay. So it did. It he did said he's never like been swim. high before. Oh, yeah. Denny. Oh, Glennie. Glennie was in a weird mood this morning during Big If True. Yeah, that He went it. outside. He started, like, shadow boxing. I've never <laughs> seen anything like that. Like, yeah. the big man was moving around, and he comes in, and I saw <laughs> I swear to God, he had his headphones on. Ellie, he was in the seat next to you, which is like at the end. And with his headphones on, he just starts walking into the middle of the studio. Yeah. For no yeah. reason. It's Jeff so D. perfect. Lowe, Jeff D. Lowe dropped an F-bomb. He's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm compiling a list of like of anyone I know at the office who tried the ice cream, and I'll be handing it in to our human resources. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So if you get called in for a little meeting, like, don't be surprised. It's yeah. so perfect that the first time Glennie ever got high is because he accidentally ate THC laced ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Funny. Balls yeah. needed the day cream. It's all right. That is one of the worst feelings ever, though. Being too drunk, too high, whatever. And you can't really do anything about it. And you just want it to stop, and all you can do is wait. That sucks, dude. Yeah. I went to a comedy show last night, and I like. I've been actually like, God. what did you thinking do in about the past this? Yeah. I've been thinking about this. I think like the joy of seeing a good comedian. I don't know if it can compare with the discomfort of seeing a horrendous comedian. The secondhand True. embarrassment. Yep. It's intense. So like, really intense. Like five people went on stage. Three of them were horrible. Two of them were great. I don't know if the experience was worth it because the like secondhand embarrassment of those three bad comedians was just like painful especially with the ice yeah. cream coming in just so amplified i just too. like yeah i didn't feel comfortable in my own skin as a comedian and kate i'm not sure how much you have grinded in the clubs i used to go every night from like 2007 to 2009 10 every night to a different comedy club and it got to the point where i relished in watching people bomb like that was the only enjoyment i got to oh yeah I mean, if you're, no but that makes sense if oh you're it was comedi- very sadistic if you're a comedian it. yourself you're definitely against yeah. everyone else because oh, it's well, like you want the person before you to suck so no, that like no you, no not I necessarily so. root against anybody else you just want to see something different and watching a new person go up there and if he does great or she does awesome that's great okay that's great but more often than not you just saw new people go up there and absolutely bomb and it was hilarious. I never got used to it. I'm so like overly polite, and I want everyone else to feel comfortable and good all the time. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'll, yep. I'll make myself feel like shit as long as somebody else feels comfortable yeah. and good. And so I'm the one who's always like, good for you, <laughs> like laughing and upfront and like trying to pay attention to Somehow even the that's worse. people. It's, yeah, yeah it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah, you're one right. person laughing and you just know it's, <laughs> yeah, a, pity it's a pity laugh. It's a pity laugh. I like it. You're it's like, the oh. only woman in the room and she's the only one being yeah. nice to you. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody like, oh. anybody who does on stand up is bombed. I bombed multiple times. Oh, Donnie, yeah. you're in Francis' show. I bombed big time. Uh Donnie nodded, agreed. Yeah. I thought, yeah, no, no, I did. I thought, I did. I thought I did. you did all right. Well, that's because when I – that was my first time doing stand-up in like five, six years. And when I went to, uh, to open in Philly for Donnie and Francis, I just thought, okay, I've done stand-up before. I'm going to use like my old material, which mm-hmm. is me. That's how people know didn't know me, and it was just like kind of self-deprecating jokes, and uh, which did so good. People back say in I the have day. a square head. <laughs> Some would say it looks like. A Lego. Well, no. <laughs> that would have killed if I would have done it because people knew me as Smitty oh. on there. Yeah. So I went. You were using your Adam Smith material. I was yeah. doing my old material, which is on YouTube, and like you can see it or whatever. And uh, I went up, started doing those jokes. People were kind of just like, what the fuck is going on? And I just said, fuck Nate. It was like a standing ovation. <laughs> there you go. It, it was, was very, very impressive. But the, uh, the biggest cringe fest I've ever seen, you can Google this. It's on YouTube. Just Google uh, biceps stand up, and there's this guy mm. who uh, is in like a low cut shirt. He obviously works out, and uh, he tries stand up for the first time, and it is the most cringe worthy performance mm-hmm. I've ever seen. In my I don't life. know if I can yeah. handle that. No, I there's can't. no worse. He starts. He, he starts flipping out on the crowd. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it is absolutely, and it's completely was, genuine. One of the guys just walked up. And he was like, "So the coronavirus, uh, or as I like to call it, Chinese Ebola." And then that nice. was just – that was the whole oh, joke. He was like, God. yeah. That's what I yeah. mean, man. I've been calling it Chinese oh, yeah, Ebola, I huh? I was like, hey, those are my people. That's, yeah. the, that's the only reason yeah. I'm in New York City right now. Right. Um, oh, that's fantastic. Boy, that's hard to oh, see. God. Oh, I mean, it's not fantastic, but – Well, like, they're just – I don't know. Just there just wasn't – there wasn't a punchline, at, like, after that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, yep. after, bef- while Francis still worked here, before any of the stuff went down, I had agreed to open for him at a comedy show in New Jersey two nights in a row. And then after I had agreed to it, then he left. And <laughs> but I was Fired like, on my birthday. I can't go back on my word. And I, I thought it was really nice. He was trying to help me out and doing because I was back into stand up again. And I was like, he's doing me a favor. I don't want to be rude and be like, never mind. No. So I still did it anyway against, you know, I, whatever. So anyway, maybe got an email from Dave. Who knows? But uh, so <laughs> I still did it anyway. So it was me opening for Francis. But before me, there, so there's three comedians. There was the like original person doing like 10 minutes, then me doing 15 and then Francis doing his hour. So as we're in the car on the way to this comedy club, I'm telling Francis just randomly, I'm telling him this story about a time when I was living down in Philadelphia and I had just gone through like a terrible breakup and I go to a comedy show by myself and I was a chuckle fucker that night. I ended up hooking up with one of the comedians in the show. Mm. And a I'm chuckle ta- fucker. I'm telling him this story and then I'm like. Kinda like and, a laxitude. Yeah. And then I moved to New York City and I'm like, oh no, every open mic I wanted to do, this guy was either hosting or every show I wanted to go to. I'm like, shit, this guy's in that show. I can't do anything. Like this guy's everywhere. Fuck, I can't avoid him. So I'm just telling him that story. We get backstage no. at the show, and he's like, oh, the opener will be here any second. Curtains opens. It's that guy. Damn. It is that guy. This is why like, This is why yeah. you don't become like, oh, a chuckle fucker, yeah. folks. Yeah. Chuckle fucking. Never have sex only, with someone just because they're funny. It was the only time that ever happened, and I was, I was in a real desperate spot. You know, I was mama needed. I'll say hey. it's almost always a bad idea to hook up with a comedian. Very bad. Hey, comedians need love, too. I'm sure the comedian was in a very bad spot. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because the stand-up world is a very very dry, sadistic place, hard to get laid place. And Kate just just came in and made some guys' night. Well, no, just a lot of people are miserable. Just a lot of people. Well, it was awkward too because he had been reaching out and asking me like to hang out after that, blah blah, and I like kind (laughs) of ghosted him. So it was even more awkward to run into him again. I was like, what do I do? So the first night, uh, he gets up and he gets off stage and I hop up there and I was like, uh, fun side note, I had sex with that guy. No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, and the crowd was like, Whoa! <laughs> They loved it. And then the second night didn't go over as well. Oh, uh, <laughs> you went back yeah. to it. I, I went, I, there was a rookie mistake. But yeah. anyway, yeah, there's nothing worse than bombing. That was uh, moral do, of that story. How do open mics work? Are you just go in and just... You know, do you have to plan it? Like, do you sign up online? Depends yeah. on the club. Yeah, you have to throw in your name. Sometimes, mm-hmm. or as soon as you arrive at the club, you throw in your name, and then like uh, all the open micers will do five minutes. And anywhere in the country, you can go on. It's called badslava.com. B a d s l a v a dot com, or Laughing Buddha here in New York City. But badslava.com. Every city in the entire country, it lists every open mic happening. Mm-hmm. Any time of the year, 365 days wow. a week. So I can be in my hometown. Like You can be in the boonies of Lancaster, PA. Go on badslava.com, click Lancaster, PA, and you'll find if there's open mics in your area. So you'll even see, you can click now on, like, say I click New York City. There will be, like, 100 on any given night here in New York City. I can click on the one I'm interested in, and it's usually in a bar basement or in the back of a mm-hmm. bar somewhere. You click on it, and it'll tell you, like, you're allowed to have notes on stage or you're not allowed to have notes on stage. You get three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. And it kind of like tells you the rules for that open mic kind of thing. Gotcha. So, Sounds yeah. like a helpful tool. So it is. Yeah, so it, it is. like helps you. That's what I use every now and then. I'll go still. I'll do like local ones in my neighborhood, and it helps like to yeah, know what I, you're getting into. I would recommend but, everyone should try it once. Yeah, it's really not as bad as you think. No. And like you said, seeing people who are terrible. Yeah, but makes the, you I feel wouldn't say like a little better. That 
everyone should try it once. <laughs> oh, there's yeah, a lot of people that is, should yeah. never just should never try. No, yeah. but it is a good thing for like public speaking, overcoming your fears. Fears you learn a lot about yourself up there doing it. And granted, you need to do it a lot to really become good at it. Like very few people go up there and absolutely crush it the first time and maintain crushing it. First time I ever did stand up was at Helium. I had two minutes and one minute and fifty five seconds. Of that routine uh, involved talking about Dikembe Mutombo's dick. How did it? Not good. Not good. Not good. Not good. But I learned. You learned. I got away from that material. Yeah. I've been thinking thinking about dipping the toes in the water. I just feel like it's a good experience. You, I yeah. think you should. You just getting on stage. Well, and everyone, doing... everyone just said how depressing <laughs> it is to be a comedian. No, and everything. I, I, Tommy's <laughs> biggest fan. I think Tommy's so yeah. funny. You should do it. Those... It's not depressing okay, to be a comedian. Did not sound it, even it's... a little genuine. Okay, well, it's, it's depressing it. trying to get noticed in New York yes. when you're going to open mic nights and like the only people in the audience are just like reading their own jokes because mm. they're about to get on stage. It's the same thing. Right, that's every what my question. Night. So like when you're doing it, is the audience only other people there to do open? If it's a very one. Gotcha. Every once in a while, you'll have some. So that's kind of, fans. I feel like, a tough audience to judge it on because they're probably more focused on themselves. But it's also more about getting hearing your yourself stuff say out it out loud, and do yeah. it, and practice gotcha. it. And also, if they're your actual friends in the crowd who you become friends with, like they will help you out. I feel like it's sort of like when you write a paper and you're looking at it on your laptop. You're like, "This is great," and then you print it out to turn it in, and all of a sudden, there's 12 errors on it. Yeah. Like when you say it out loud, it's a completely right. different animal. And even if everyone's paying attention to their own notes, if you have something really good, people will start to people pick their heads up and start listening to you. Mm-hmm. So it is a pretty good litmus, like to see how your stuff's doing. But yeah, for the most part, at least here in New York City, the audience is almost all just other comics waiting their turn. And yeah, it can be it's kind of sad. Can it you is. videotape yourself it or get be. a video? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people. Oh, yeah. A lot of people just take up their iPhone and just record and themselves. And just put it right there, which is highly gotcha. recommended if you're trying to get better. But yeah, you would be great. Yeah, you Tommy. Yeah, I think we it. need. To have Tommy Smokes do an open mic I would night. never do it. Uh, like I would never publicize it. Like I would yeah. like yeah. probably do a few to start off. I'll Go by yourself. Like, and yeah, like bring a friend. Maybe have them like record it for me, and that's it. We're friends. I, I don't know if I would ever even yeah. bring a friend. Like I would want no one to know. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. no one to know. I did a super to, like because I'll sometimes like I, it's like dark comedy, and I did a super super depressing <laughs> set that like I thought it was funny, but it came out just really dark in it's the like, end. Is she okay? And afterwards, this guy was in a basement over on uh, anyway in the East Village, but this guy was like, uh, "Long long time stoolie." Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Fuck me, no." Uh, yeah, so there's oh that. God, there's always the so case, funny. but that's tough when like you just hope nobody knows <laughs> who you are and. 833-857-8665. You want to call in. If anybody like saw like a really, really cringy bomb fest at an open mic, I'd like to hear that. Just uh, Or a know, comedian kinda, freak out. Or a comedian freak yeah. out. Those are always I'm serious. That, I'm going to see during break if that biceps thing is appropriate or if it's like not appropriate for the <laughs> airwaves, and we might have to play that. But Tommy, definitely get on that saddle. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll consider it. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, top of the list. Eagles and Alshon Jeffrey want to part ways, which, uh, Kate, as you know, as an Eagles fan, which, uh, is probably best for both parties. Yes. Jeffrey's 30. He's been hurt. He hasn't been a bum. He's just been hurt. And he's owed a shit ton of money next year because Howie Roseman signed him. And, uh, he's probably not going to be healthy. So that is best for both ways. Uh, LeBron allegedly stole more than an athlete from a youth group, and they're suing his ass for yep. $33 million. 
Tom, you know about that? What does that mean? I, I have not heard about that. I Stole read the more headline. More than an athlete. What does that mean? Yeah, that Can I tell you what, what I think means? it means? There was some youth group basketball team, and he swooped oh, in. Oh, oh, stole the slogan. Oh, there it is. I thought he stole actual children. <laughs> I thought he I think was that'd be like, he didn't just yeah. steal one child; he like he also took multiple. Yeah, I think that'd be a bigger story. Much okay. bigger. If LeBron story. was All a right. child abductor, and also he, David, st- he stole Taco Tuesday as well. Yeah. He did steal Taco Abduction Tuesday. Abduction Tuesday. He tried. He, he tried to trademark Taco Tuesday. Yeah, that didn't work out. Can't do that. I think the state of like Wyoming has it trademarked. That's what we learned. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wyoming owns Taco Tuesday. Good for Wyoming. You Whoa. and Eddie kind of were in Wyoming, Wyoming, right? Yeah. For a professional bull riding event. <laughs> Very good Rangoons. One of the more boring places I've been. Cheyenne, Wyoming. But surprising they party good people. Rangoons? A good a good stock of people out there. Gosh. I would assume I like that term. I would assume Eddie fits in kinda anywhere, but Wyoming seems like no, really I wouldn't say that. I took him to the petting zoo, he was terrified. <laughs> really? I feel yeah. like Eddie would <laughs> thrive at a petting zoo. Oh, right? there was like a llama or what are they called? An alpaca? Oh, alpaca's fuck. Yeah, it's like the llama with a fro. He was yeah. terrified. Oh, I just pictured Eddie holding a baby sheep in his oh, arms. Oh no, no, no. He wouldn't would. touch him. He wouldn't really? touch him. Well, and first of all, they're huge. Uh, yeah. Oh. But yeah. he wouldn't even they're touch big. the goats. Goats are goats can be mean though. I get yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Headbutt you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The worst was I went to the what's that shitty casino down in? Hopefully, uh, well, do we? Yeah, never. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. Never mind. No, it just wasn't kidding. a Penn National. There's one. No that's all we know. Thing. There's no, no such thing. There's no such thing. Sugar oh. Valley Forge. Oh, Valley Forge. Yes. Okay, that that's not a Penn okay. Not a Penn National. <laughs> yeah. Valley Forge Convention Center. When I was a kid, had yes. like a pet show, but it was like exotic pet show Ooh. or whatever. So it's like. Me holding a bella constrictor, which is way heavier than you think. But all these scary <laughs> yeah. animals. But the worst one of all was the emu, man. Those giant oh, birds mean. are Ooh. terrifying. Do you know there was an emu, uh, emu war? An emu and emu. also an emu I've war. heard about There's, this. Yeah, and it was like, I think on, in Australia, and the emus won. What? It, it was humans <laughs> Whoa. versus humans emus? Humans versus emus, and the emus won. What? Yeah. Look it up. It's a thing. It so, like, the, like great the emus, emo war. The emus emo got in war. formation and attacked? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and they'll just... What the fuck does that mean? They're just really They'll try to mean. peck your eyes out. Like, they're just mean. It's like a mean ostrich, although the I think ostriches are mean. also known as the Great Emu War, was a nuisance wildlife management military operation undertaken in Australia over the latter part of 1932 to address public concern of the number of emus said to be running amok in the Campion District of Western Australia. Oh, yeah. They had to break out the military. And the emus That's still... like an alien invasion. <laughs> One. <laughs> like, yeah. Although do? the humans were the aliens in this case. I'm I pretty guess. sure the emus, emus were, there were in Australia yeah. at first. Were there any casualties? Did One it, emu, I believe. Did emus take out any, uh, any soldiers <laughs> over know. there? You ever see those videos? The emus didn't even know they were in a war. Probably. By the way. They're just like, what the fuck the, is this? The very first photo in emu war, if you Google it, is a man just straight up <laughs> strangling, strangling an emu. It's like Homer and <laughs> Bart Simpson just... <laughs> Why? Oh, Arms fully funny. closed. Boy, thanks, Ellie. You're welcome. We <laughs> learned something good. today. We did. You ever see those really creepy videos of like a thousand kangaroos just uh, sitting there uh, in Australia? I don't like kangaroos. Like the birds. Attack. How do you not like kangaroos? Have you seen an adult kangaroo? Not in real life. No. Yeah. They're, they're very muscled. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're jacked. scary as fuck. Yes. One of the leanest meats out there. Ooh, which means it's very healthy to eat. Have you tried kangaroo? Yeah. There's a place in New York, not too far from here. It's called... The Australian. Have you and had... They, and they serve kangaroo. Oh, kangaroos? No. Kangaroos. I like it. They should make it Kangaroos. Kangaroos. Yeah. Do it. Hmm. That sounds like an Australian food. Yeah. 
That's not something they silver. Like a kangaranga mate. Yeah. But you're right. The super, super buff kangaroos, I thought. Scary. There's a photo that went viral last year of like the most ripped kangaroo ever. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, this is photoshopped. No. Okay. They look like that. It's like straight up six pack abs on these oh, things. Yeah. Their whole bodies are rippling. How is that? Also, if do they you work out, like what, or is it just natural? Like how it's do just they? Based on how they just have having to, move. to survive. Like huh. they have yeah. to move with their legs and their core. Like humans, <laughs> way back in the day, used to all be jacked because if you weren't jacked, you couldn't eat. I'm gonna start jumping <laughs> everywhere. Just Maybe that's how I finally get jump. in shape. Also, if you jump into the pouch of a kangaroo, it's very messy in there. It's like it's sticky, not like a isn't it? Yeah. I think it's like sticky. Mm. I think oh, it's what? just like an extra like, womb. It's it like mucus. So like a yeah, second vagina? Yeah, Some, kind of. No, like a second but uterus, it's, it's I it's like membrane. There's a uh, bunch of guys Googling yeah. it right now. Like, all yeah. right, I got my well, weekend hey, well, It's good, not like the cartoon. It's a good thing we have two girls on the program today. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, so you guys like... Are you going to ask us about vaginas right now? Yeah, yeah. So, um... Where does the baby come out of? Your vagina. Your butthole. But oh. no, I think I think Out of kangaroos? No, for humans too. It's like the vagina will have like it has like the pee hole and then it has the baby hole. And, the, don't, and then forget, it has don't forget the, the dick hole. hole. There's the queef hole. The dick hole and the baby hole are the same hole. Right. Yeah. And uh-huh. that's the fallopian tube? No. Oh, no. oh, those That's are even further back in there. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple. And those of are them. past the cervix. All right, so you got a right. uterus, and then you got a pee hole. Yeah, and well, then the uterus that's is pretty an much external... it. There's a couple things going there. There's like two. There's two holes. Okay, two yeah. holes. Okay. Two, two, that, two yep. holes. So Robert, two I think holes. You in know a kangaroo, I mean? those two holes are just separated more than I guess. No, the, and the pouch, the is, pouch the, is not no, a No, the pouch is completely separate. The you, pouch is where the so animal is born and then function. goes in there and grows. So, Wait, yeah, no, so it comes, out, no, it comes no. out of the vagina and then she just puts it in the pouch? Yes! yes. Dude, wait, right. wait, 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 wait. To incubate it. So there's no human like equivalent to the pouch, I guess. Is what no. That's no. why it's a fucking marsupial, Tommy. Oh, cool. To clarify. A kangaroo's That's, vagina. That might be the only time I mean, anyone has said that with that. such authority. That's why it's a fucking marsupial. Yeah. <laughs> like a drop the mic moment. <laughs> I apologize. You've been beaten up enough today. Yeah. What, did I get what beaten the fuck up does that today? mean? Oh, Jeopardy? Oh, Shut yeah. Up, Ellie, you Jeopardy. missed That's Jeopardy. because Smitty, ha- you know Smitty goes home and he plays all night. Him and his girlfriend, they play Jeopardy all yeah, night long. No. All right, here's the thing, though. Thing. You didn't invite me to Jeopardy because you knew I'd beat you. Uh, disagree. We needed a... A nice little twenty-minute filler before uh, Nate Ebner and Patrick Chung arrived today, and Tommy was there. And Tommy and Gwenny suggested were, Jeopardy. Suggested mm-hmm. Jeopardy. We went in and played Jeopardy, mm-hmm. and uh, like normal Jeopardy scores, uh, it is done single Jeopardy, double Jeopardy, and you buzz in normally. The only messed up part is it's multiple choice. I don't agree with that. There should be a way you should type it in, but uh, I believe the single game record for. Uh, dollars in a game is like 110,000 by Jeopardy James. Um, <laughs> Tommy ended up with what? 10,000? Glennie, 8,000? I ended up with 139,000. Well, okay, here's the thing. I said, so when he practiced, so he has the exact timing down mm-hmm. of when to mm-hmm. buzz in, and then he, you know, he got lucky with hitting all the double Jeopardy. So it's it wasn't daily really doubles, too much. Too, that's what I meant. It wasn't too impressive. And oh, first of all, you got the daily double in the first Jeopardy. Yeah, I nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it. Second of all, all, the other ones. Second of all, you still have to get the questions right. Yeah, which we did. Whatever. You practiced too much. That's the, the main thing. Anyway, I'm it was a bloodbath. It. it was a bloodbath. Don't worry about it. Ellie, you're always invited. I don't know. I'm pretty mad at you 
right now because you abandoned me on stream yesterday. Oh. And you know, ruined the alien game. game for me a couple weeks ago. That is also true. Oh. So, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't play any push the button. Yeah, Smitty, maybe you're We the have problem. guests in and out. What do you want you from You don't me? think they want to push the button? I think they'd want to push I the button. I think it'd be pretty weird for <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Chung and Quentin yeah. Nelson so to one want of us to push is the button right away when they have a half hour. Uh, 833-857-8665. We're going to take a quick break right now. Stick with us. Barstool Radio.